Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. Ride in the Pine brought to you by Malice at the Palace, Volume 2, Malice in Wonderland. Welcome, welcome to Season 2 of Ride in the Pine. I am Hondo, here with Guy and MTG in the building. We in the house. I like, I like the boom in your voice. We in the house. A tingle scratch. I, 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 I feel good to be back. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video, by the way? Panda. Of that, uh, the UK grime rapper, where he just like freestyles on the mic and it's all just gun sounds. Different gun sounds. It's great. No. It's fantastic. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. I feel like we could go platinum with that. So it's by a, platinum, I mean mellow to OKC. Woo! Ooh. Well, you're bringing it up. Bring it up right away. Breaking so. news this morning. Yeah. It just drops the wire. What are, uh, what are our initial thoughts just in terms of what actually happened? So... What transpired is Mellow to OKC for, what is it, Cantor, McDermott, and a second rounder in 2018? This was like right after Inez Cantor wrote a little Instagram post being like, I'm okay home. Well, is that the whole drama too where he was in Turkey, right? And he couldn't get back across. And OKC was like writing letters to the senators and stuff. And they were getting involved. Yeah. And they were just like, Sam Presti pulled a Danny Ainge and was like, Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about loyalty. There ain't no loyalty never, anymore. Never. It's so crazy to me. The biggest thing that stands out is just like Cleveland fail again. Yeah. Not only they could have had both Paul George and Mello, or at least one of the two, right? For the price and that was paid, right? They got neither. And oh, you know man. what? I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, just if it was IT, PG, LeBron, and Co., like. <laughs> Yo, that's fire. Co as right? in what? Like Cole Aldrich? <laughs> as in a Koala. Koala. LeBron needs like a two letter thing, if that's going to work. Mm. LB. ITPG, LB, CO. Well, people have been tweeting all day since he tweeted back at, at Trump. People have been like, so... they've been retweeting his thing where he's like, I'm not MJ, I'm LJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm LJ. <laughs> it's like, yo, fam, like that didn't stick at all, not did at all. it? No, <laughs> that's from like 1,200 days ago, and that, nobody's called you that once since. Just <laughs> fly, man. So, do, I guess, do you think that Presti gave, did he give up the appropriate assets to get Melo? Totally. Like he fleeced them, but yeah. whatever. I mean, him for the PG trade and this too, like both, both of, them of them is just like straight up steals. Now, the only thing is, right, is a heavy, like this is a huge gamble. This is uh, Maury's fucking, uh, what is it, volatility, uh, oh, a higher risk profile. He was oh, using sure. the Wall Street terms. He's sure. like, we need a higher risk profile. So he, he took on Chris Paul. This is the same thing with OKC. There's a chance that all three of these dudes could not be there in two years. Right. So OKC might just be like a wasteland 
after these years. But if you're OKC, why do you not do that? It might be a wasteland anyways. There's no there guarantees already are about any of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you, if <laughs> this you is a wasteland with Mellow now, like if, nightlife improved. I mean, if you have a, a super team for a year, that totally outweighs <laughs> just like, oh, no, we lost Cantor and Oladipo. Yeah. Like, totally. Like, you do that every time. My thing is just like, all these other teams look like fucking fools. Oh, damn. Just like, the Suns are like, oh, we don't don't want to sacrifice anything. I done made sacrifices. So many sacrifices. We want to be at the bottom again. And just like, every team is just like. And they Anthony Bennett. I know, right? It's like, our young guys are just too valuable. We we just have high value on these, uh, on the high upside on these young talents. Uh We just, uh, we can't, we gotta get rid of them. Yeah. (laughs) No. If Kyrie and Melo were in Phoenix right now. With Devin Booker, like give up Josh Jackson, like I don't even feel right. about that dude. You know, Booker. They could have done that too. Booker, Kyrie, and Melo in mm-hmm. Phoenix. That's like, that's fire, man. It's fire. Everything's fire in the NBA these days. It's fun. <laughs> it's been like a fire show from day one, right? Like we thought last year, and yeah. we go we go on record every time we podcast that last year was insane. Yes. But this has been a twenty four hour sport. Yeah. In August, now September, you know, Katie drama. Now yeah. this. Now Kyrie. Trumpito. It's like, Bombs over Baghdad every day in the NBA. <laughs> and we're like, we can relate it to like the Trump presidency, you know, like everything's just been like one thing over another that's like ridiculous upon so, ridiculousness. So, so essentially you're saying that Adam Silver is going to face off against Roger Goodell yeah. in, in a sport for sport. Like, you took the words out of my mouth. Who has the power in the sports world this out year? Out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's not even a fair fight, right? Everybody loves silver. Everybody hates Goodell. Like that's not even that's like night and day images of each other, right? Yeah, like, we got steroids in the NBA. It's just straight White do. Walkers with the CTE army that they have. And Roger Goodell is currently, you know, under concussion. I mean, did you see that shit that came out the other day about Aaron Hernandez yeah. having CTE? Yeah, yo, that's they're gonna like sue scary. the NFL now. Which which makes sense if only because like everybody's still in denial. If they weren't still in denial about this, I feel like this wouldn't be this like they wouldn't have the same recourse to legal stuff they do now. But because like we're just we're only barely now acknowledging CTE. But if we're being real about it, like kids are getting CTE playing, you know. Warner, uh, Pop Warner football, right? right? People are having CTE for like their entire lives. Like football. And so if we just acknowledge, if everybody acknowledged that, then I feel like there'd be less legal uh, recourse Re- because they've been, yeah. because they haven't been saying that. Now, like they should get sued. They're going to get sued. And it's like, the, nobody can prove when he started getting CTE, but it's going to be like super clear. that. So was, what, what what do you guys think is the actual impact of of actually CTE on basketball and on, on the growth of basketball? Because I think... Yeah. It's already starting where people won't allow their children to play football. Yeah. And as a result, they're looking at other sports, basketball with the popularity and with the marketing machine that it is. Yeah. It's going to get more it's going to get more popular, influencing a whole generation. So are we going to see more basketball talent in this next generation? So or, Gatorade or? was like on top of this, like right away. Like, let's sponsor the D League. And so now the D League is now the NFL League, which is like <laughs> all the rejects that don't want their head concussed. Get in the NBA, and it's like the five eight and lower league. You know, like <laughs> all the players that would have been like, you know, <laughs> the five eight and lower league. Yeah. Five eight <laughs> center. Let's play it. The um, five eight lower league is now sponsored by Riding the Pine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in um, it when the money is, you know, ripe. No, I mean we don't want no stale banana. You're real though. I mean, it's, it's totally like 100 right. Uh, like four years ago, people were starting to write articles about this, about how this will influence like all other sports, right? That aren't oh, football yeah. are going to have much better prospects. You're going to see just like renaissance, you know, golden eras in a lot of these leagues because people aren't going to let their kids play football. Money alone is the difference maker here, not the like the health reasons even, but like the money is so great in the NBA. A rookie contract is more than most 
other leagues combined, you know, like in terms of their contracts. And now you're getting $150 million for a year. The person that's not even proven himself yet. Yeah. $150 million. That's a family's generation set. Yeah. If you think big and long and hard and black, nope. <laughs> I'm just thinking like if you think long and hard about like your your trajectory of your son of how you want him to succeed in 100%. sports or you're not thinking of football anymore. Nah. You're thinking basketball. You're thinking soccer. You think even still baseball, man. Baseball money is still like guaranteed. Yeah, baseball will probably have a positive effect, impact on. Oh, this. totally right. Like it, in terms of just like youth thinking it's a dope sport and wanting to play it, that's not going to be a lot. But that TV baseball or the TV money in baseball yeah. that a lot of people have reported on, that's always going to be there, right? Because it fills X amount of hours that all these channels need to be filled every day, like twenty four hour channels. Baseball is like a four hour chunk where you don't have to program shit. You don't got to pay anybody yeah. shit, right? So it's just like. Um, baseball, that baseball money is going to be there. Soccer money, basketball money, esports. That's going to come. Esports, yes, absolutely. You know who else is going to benefit from this? Is the people who don't want to go this way is still going to help out who are going to go the other way? MMA. Oh yeah. MMA is going to get the people who don't want to play football because it's like unclear. But like, if you step into an MMA, like people know all about head injuries because yeah. they're like. That's the goal of it. So people are trained on how to avoid that and how yeah. to minimize that as much yeah. as possible. Whereas football, people, it, you're encouraged to continue on the the behaviors that lead to to brain damage. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. I think I think all the other sports are gonna are gonna see a lot from this. That was awesome. That was a great idea to bring that up. Um, so 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 let, let let me go to another kind of d- deeper topic here. And you know, unfortunately, just as a society, as as a world over the last last month, last couple months experienced all these tragedies what's the i guess what's the role or what's what's your guys' thought in the role of athletes in the response especially to natural disasters i mean obviously you have a platform these these folks have a platform is it is it their responsibility to get involved they don't have to do anything they don't want to of course but i think it's been kind of fun to see like through the tumultuous time that is this year People are kind of supporting each other, and you're seeing the the heroes that are not even trying to be a hero. Yeah, they are just trying to help. Those are the heroes. And what's really weird about all of this is like I'm donating one million dollars to this charge or this this uh, you know cause. I'm donating my salary to this cause. I'm donating ten million. Like there's this weird thing that like you need to be showing yourself. But um, in the social realm where you're impacted directly, like. How do you step up? It's nice to have support from people that are doing very well and are well off and they're supporting this person, which is a celebrity, mm-hmm. by going to their games, by buying their product. And so it's nice to see a James Harden and a Chris Paul, a Stephen Curry, all these people mm-hmm. donating to a cause like in Houston or you know in Miami, you know, with like Ricky uh, Martin or Puerto Rico and stuff like that. You yeah. know, like it's fun to see all that celebrity. My take is, you know. They don't need to do what they don't they don't want to do. They don't they're not forced, but I hope they're not they don't feel like they're forced to do this. Yeah. They yeah. want to legitimately do this. I mean, and that's and that comes down to I think if people want to, they should do it. I don't think anybody has any obligation as far as the players go. I think it's much more where I think the obligation actually lies is with the teams yeah. and the leagues, right? Yeah. So if you take public money to finance your arena, right? Like that money is not going give, to give to like flood, you know, to the city to do things as far as like uh, preparedness for climate change and things like that, right? Yeah. Like Houston paved over a bunch of like swampland and stuff like that that would help buttress some of the waters and things, the floodwaters help absorb oh, yeah. it. So they've been you know destabilizing the ecosystem when that money could have been you know the money that went to subsidizing a stadium could have gone towards that. So I think if you're a sports team or your sports league that has teams in the locations affected, mm-hmm. they totally. Need to step up. 
and thank they you have for that. they have the obligation. I think the players they don't have an obligation to, but like you said, it is it does encourage a lot of like it, it's hopeful, right? And it makes people um, you know feel like the world is watching, right? So if anything, yeah. that's the thing is that even you know one million, five million, these these things are the the damages are in the billions, right? Not yeah. even to mention you can't even put a, a dollar count on like the amount of human lives and human suffering that's going mm-hmm. on, right? And um, so it's it's more to me, it's more about. Um, the organizations, the players are offering, you know, like you said, they're putting the spotlight on it and people really appreciate when that's going on. My thing is like, can we put the spotlight also on what's known as the disaster capitalism complex, yeah. right? Shock doctrine stuff where all of a sudden hurricanes sweep through Puerto Rico and a bunch of rich people want to go in and build private schools instead of public schools, right? Mm-hmm. They want to go in and build condos on the beachfront now that people who do used to live on a beachfront for generations no longer can because their homes were destroyed, right? Yeah. This happens all the time. Like when uh, tsunamis happen in Sri Lanka and stuff like that, indigenous populations that have lived, like once all their stuff is gone, people like casinos move in and they want to just like put a casino mm-hmm. up. They want to put a hotel in. So it's that type of thing where I would love to see the players, even though it conflicts a little bit with uh, you know brand sponsorships and things like that, I would love to see them say, hey, not only am I going to put this money in here, this yeah. money is going to go to the people. It's going to rebuild the actual institutions, the exactly. public institutions that people need, right? The community institutions, right? Let's build up, you know, community uh, food supplies, right? Food yeah. chains and stuff like that. Let's not go in and donate this money to the Red Cross or somebody like that. It all Do goes it directly to, to the source that will That's help what I'm saying. Yeah. people so that day. Nobody has obligations um, unless, again, they're profiting directly from yeah. having a sports team in the city. And I would just love to see the attention go to like, hey, we're all, we're all paying attention now, but like, after New Orleans, right, and those levees fell, all yeah. of a sudden, all the people who went in from like yeah. the Heritage Foundation and places like that and made it like just like a shittier America place to live, yeah. like let's let's focus on that too. Yeah, and that wasn't even off topic at all because like people are doing that. Like Dikemi Mutombo has been doing this for years. Uh, you know, Elijah one has been doing this for years yeah. in yeah. their home countries, and like Gorgi Jang right now is donating his entire salary to his Senegal people, and that's yeah. kind of a beautiful thing that is actually them doing it on their own and not yeah. because. They want the public spotlight on some disaster thing, and they don't want to put a casino there. And yeah, yeah it's happening all around the world. And well, basketball is a global sport. Basketball is like mm-hmm. a way of escapism, as well as entertainment, as well as a fulfilling this like community of pride in your country. And you're in these leagues, and it's it's a sense of pride in a global scale. And that's what basketball is. NFL is not. Hockey is not. Soccer can be. You know, like. Basketball has such a platform, mm-hmm. and it's going to be even bigger now. Mm-hmm. And the volatility of the offseason that you're seeing all these stars moving together, you're going to create even more of a buzz. So it's it's a beautiful thing in a weird way. And I just hope that it continues the, the support network mm-hmm. within the NBA. 100%. So, but Yeah, and then my final thought was just agreeing with Mark on every level in terms of like the league needs to step up. The teams, the owners, the billionaires need to step up and be like, Let's not take advantage of the people that are in dire situations. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's go back to go back to kind of core basketball a little well, bit. Well, actually, here. real quick, uh, just to, to piggyback on on that or to transition to another topic. Did you guys see the article in the Ringer that was about um, uh, Mark Cuban and his efforts to try and develop uh, for the NBA the same type of system that is in Major League Soccer and soccer around that. the world, where they develop youth teams that are directly associated with the professional team. Yeah. And so like, oh, OK, so oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, OK, so that. there was an article about it. And so basically what he would love to see is instead of like this draft model um, where, you know, outside the United States, draft drafts don't really happen anywhere yeah. else. Right. So these these teams like uh, uh, Real Madrid and stuff like that. Right. They yeah. have. 
um, these feeder systems and these uh, smaller teams for like, yeah. you know, five, five and under, six to 12, you know, all these different soccer leagues where they identify children early and prep them and bring them up and groom them through their system. Mm-hmm. And um, like the kids will have uh, like a dedicated dedicated pathway to going up to the major leagues. And if they are good enough to get there, the team has first dibs on any player that came up through their system. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it would encourage these teams to invest more in the community and invest um, these resources in developing people um, yeah. these children early and they say it has tons of benefits as far as like the level of skill that mm-hmm. it takes and they yeah. gave for an example like Steph Curry right the reason why maybe he's one of the best players in the NBA now is because he's been around NBA teams and had oh access God. to NBA facilities and NBA players his whole life yeah. right they're saying it's the same type of thing that happened with like Messi right so yeah. Messi grew up in a club system and that's why he's so skillful and like is the best player you know one of the best players of all time and so Mark Cuban has been the biggest advocate for developing the same kind of system in the United States where these kids will mostly you know a lot of their time will be devoted to their sport they would still go to school and like they were yeah they were saying that they like for example FC Dallas has has this type of mentality and all of their children they they try to get them a, a high school diploma, right? They, they keep them in school. They have uh, extra resources that they have. Um, they practice in the same facilities the pros do, so they have access to the pros all the time and things like yeah. that. It's a really interesting article. Everybody should should go read it. But my thing is just like, to your point about it being a global phenomenon, yeah. they have these academies already like in Africa, right? That's yeah, where, they do. That's where... Uh, uh, Basketball players. What's, what's his name? Uh, Jang. Don't they have uh, them in Jang. India? Uh, yeah. Say it again. Gargi Jang. Yeah. He yeah. was one of the players identified through this that's, system in Africa, and that's, that's right. how he got to the pros. And they just think that, you know, this should be stateside. This would be a lot of other places. Um, there's just so much positive impact that could happen um, going through this way. So to your point about going globally and having this money come back to some of these countries and people being more invested in their communities globally, worldwide, that only encourages that. Oh, yeah. And on your point, they have this kind of started in yes. places like China and in India and in Europe yeah. already. And they're they're kind of like farming in a weird way, like farming players to yeah. become NBA talents. Um, that's great because that scene is now like growing. The community is enriching, you know, is enriched by that. And then now they're afford, they're now able to afford their lives. And that's so, so I, a great compliment to their, you know, their I mean, I, I, I get this, I guess the, the, the two issues that I kind of worry about or just wonder about in the implementation of this are one amateur sports is just a I mean it's fraught with money like there's a lot of money at the amateur sports level there's all the all the contracts with <laughs> soda companies with with you know oh, yeah. footwear companies whatever it's just like how do you implement that at the risks of those companies losing so it's like well, here's the thing: they don't lose. Like all those companies you're talking about, they exist in Europe. Nike yeah. has tons of soccer players under contract, and this has been the, the way the system has worked in European soccer, like since time immemorial, right? So Nike doesn't actually lose out. If anything, Nike gets to identify these kids at a younger age, okay? Yeah. And so they, you know, all of a sudden Nike knows about these kids before before they otherwise would, right? So sure. the the question is: is institutions like AAU? Do they have enough clout to push back against something like this? Because that's who loses out on this. Yeah. It's on, college well, level AAU, all well, of that. The thing is, even at college level for like United States soccer, they were talking about it like um, there's multiple ways to become a pro, right? Not everybody's going to be good enough to start at, at like a FC level or start really young and yeah. make it all the way. So like you go through the system for a little bit and then you're not, not identified to go, you know, go up to the, the professional level. Right. Maybe you go to play college soccer for a year and then you make a team after that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's they, they can be complementary. My biggest thing is, um, again, like that, the AAU side of it, like, mm-hmm. will they be able to push back at all? Um, and can we, can we, I think more as a nation, can we like uh, enlarge our, our perspective and our paradigm a little bit? Right now, I think I agree. people just have this, like, oh, this is the way it's always been done. You know, this is the way we do it around here. But for me, 
you're preparing these kids a lot better for a potential future that they may have. Again, not everyone's going to be a pro. There's going to be a large rate of, you know, dropout and things like that of people who don't make the pros. But if you have access to extra resources, even if you don't become a pro, that only helps you in your life. So, so, so let me offer a bit of a controversial take then. So, I mean, if you go essentially build out this feeder system in mm-hmm. the fullest extent, yeah. can you essentially challenge the notion of college yeah college ball because that's what should happen but but that's i mean that's what should happen but now that's where that's where politics really hits because it's like Good. if you've developed players of the professional caliber and they've been in the system for years why do you need to go why do you need to go to college ball? Well, why here's do the they thing. need to go to college anyways? They're saying, not doing they're not, anything. They're not going to college today. Yeah. They're going one year and they're out. No one they're stays anymore. Uh, uh, understood. But like, can you can you circumvent the whole system? Well, here's can my you, thing. Should, yes. can, so, you, can you cut them out? Well, like, uh, you know, negate the middleman and really just stop the exploitation at that level. Well, here's the thing. No, I think the answer to that ultimately is it will impact it. But no, it won't. Because here, all these colleges still have prestige. It still means something to go and play basketball for Duke University. Right. That doesn't change just because you have other avenues to go pro. Like, right. So let's say somebody who's not good enough to go be a one and done at, at, you know, at some place like Kentucky today. Right. Mm -hmm. You're the second tier. You're the third tier who today you might spend three years in college. If you start playing basketball uh, through a professional feeder system since you're five. Mm -hmm. Right. And you develop all the way through and like, hey, you're not good enough to go be, you know, what today we consider one and done. But you're not good enough to just go straight to the NBA after being in the feeder system or go to the D League. Then you go and play for Syracuse. You go and play for, I mean, I think some of the like division two, II, division three schools are going to lose out quite a bit. Like they're the ones, you know, who are going to, are going to be squeezed out as far as middlemen go. I think it will offer more leverage for athletes to get paid at a collegiate level. Um, because you're going to see those Nike dollars shift over mm-hmm, to yeah. over to that fee system. You're going to see all these all these contracts shift over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I obviously think the NCAA would love to, you know, still somehow uh, get their tentacle in on that. But yeah. my thing is, like, it's just an alternative. And, yes, it's going to suck a lot of money out of that. But at the same time, money's already getting sucked out of that. Because, mm-hmm. like, today it's not even stable, you know. It's not stable. Stable financial model of, you know, how these colleges work, right? Okay. And the word is out. The NCAA is like a rigged thing where they're taking advantage and exploiting families and in basically profiteering over a talent that is not getting a dime. And so that at a younger age exposed at a even younger age exposed, they're not going to go that path. They're going to go straight to a Nike league or another league and they're going to profit at an earlier age. I think Think about it. If you get, if you get chosen by one of these things to go through their system and you're good enough to keep progressing to the next team, the next team, the next team, and things like that. And you have access to go to, all of a sudden you live, you know, 50 miles outside Dallas, you get identified. And so now all of a sudden you and your family move in closer to Dallas, right? You have access to better schools. All of a sudden, you know, you're interacting with all kinds of diverse, uh, you know, people and places and things, you know, getting experiences that you otherwise wouldn't have. Even if you don't end up going pro, like that's so valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's remarkable. It probably will bring New York back on the map, honestly, because New York. <laughs> Think has about like, that. Yeah, just a like Knicks investing feeder in system? a Knicks feeder system will be better than the Knicks <laughs> yeah. currently. You know what? And on topic, because you can tell that we haven't been on the mic in a long time. Yeah, Mello to OKC. <laughs> I think we were supposed to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll continue on continue talking about that. But the um um one of the things I wanted to address. Did, did any of you guys see the Darren Ravel article? talking about kind of the breakdown of like true salaries and what players actually get. 
No. No, I didn't see that. I mean, I'm familiar generally with that uh, that realm, but I didn't see what he put yeah, out on it. Yeah, it was like 50%. It's really, it really kind of gets down. Like Wait, the, the true The true take-home pay. Oh, like after taxes? After, like yeah, after taxes. I mean, cut to the owner? After taxes, agents, uni- union fees, like everything else. Wow, really? Like what they actually make. Like a $30 million contract. May actually only be what fifteen million. Oh, oh and that's why Latrosbury was like, I got to feed my family. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I, you know, I think about that every time somebody signs one of these contracts, and I have for you know since I've been into basketballs, I always think about like off the top thirty five percent is gone taxes, <laughs> and then you know like you're saying another ten percent, yeah. you know, agent, yeah, like you're saying agents, uh, all these other things that you have to end up paying on. You know, it's not nearly as much. So anytime somebody sends one hundred fifty dollar, yeah, you can automatically if somebody sends one hundred fifty million dollar contract, they're they're going to pocket seventy five of that. Interesting. So. Andrew Wiggins has been holding out, yeah. kind of, yeah. on a deal that's probably going to be made anyways. Yeah. He no longer has an agent. He no longer has anything other than his family supporting him in a network that he said and said on live for NBA TV saying, it's just my family and myself doing this deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's less... And he's getting un- endorsements, though, yeah. from that's Canada say, to uh, Adidas and all this other stuff. So that $75 million contract, or the 150 to 75 is back to 150 again. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like that's been the discussion for you know a decade or more now is that like that's where the athletes really make their money is off the court, not on the court. Like LeBron yeah. has always made more money off the court than he ever has on the court. Yeah. yeah. And so in... And that's that's always been the case. So yeah, I don't know if you can entirely replace all that tax money or whatever, no. but you can you can make a ton of money back. And have you seen LeBron on camera? Man, what a film! <laughs> and have you seen LeBron's face on a pizza? What a pizza! <laughs> and have you seen LeBron on TV on a show called The Wall? What a show that's been canceled. <laughs> well, hey, when Nike gives you a billion dollars for a lifetime deal, yeah, you can start so, like you can do whatever the fuck you want. So I, I want to go back to this Wiggins thing. So does he actually have to get an agent in order to sign his contract? No, no one has that. You know, you so, don't have to. Now, but here's the thing: it, it seems really, it seems really nearsighted to me if you don't have an agent doing this, just because he. So I read when the when the initial deal broke down, right when he was like, "I'm getting rid of my agent." His agent, like the typical agent fee, is like two or three percent of yeah. the deal, of the total deal cost, right? Yeah. That's not nothing. But if you want to cancel, if you want to take that out just so you can get that extra two three percent, like who's reading over your contract? <laughs> who's making sure there's no loopholes in there? Who's making sure that yeah. you know it's not going to be a no trade? But who who negotiates all the tiny details in there? It's like you don't know. That's worth two or three percent, probably. Probably. And, you know, like Wiggins said on uh, in his interview with Steve Ashburner or someone like that, um, that his family was in this business. Um, his mother was like an athlete, uh, uh, country. Uh, what is that? Uh, Cross country star and stuff like that. Mm. And his father was in the NBA, Mitchell Wiggins. So they've also been in the business. They've also been in finance. And yeah. so maybe this is a weird thing where he has a connect yeah. without having to have an agent that, you know, this is his first non-rookie contract he's about to get paid a lot and maybe they're actually adding in all these clauses in addition and that's what's taking You'd hope so, so long the best case scenario why you is would it taking hope, so long that's yeah. probably why. you would hope that you know he's got good people around him that are actually have his best interest in mind right yeah that's another thing too right if he's like oh my family's just around me you better hope he has a good relationship with all his family and it's not just some uncle that's going to take that two percent right <laughs> like i really give i really give uh, this two percent to my uncle who's uh who's helping me on this deal rather than an agent mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, two, 2% to somebody who's not in the NBA, 2% of NBA money is a shit ton of money. That's retirement <laughs> money. So it's just like, um, you just hope that somebody's looking out for his best interest and that he's going to be That's a banana okay. boat. <laughs> Melody OKC. 
right, so l- l- let's <laughs> let's go like, let's go I'm back sorry. let's go back. Given it's the day of that trade, let's let's go back and break down that mellow trade just a little bit, just in terms of the actual impact to OKC. I was so excited to talk about like Irving finally to Boston. Well, I want to talk about. The, I was I wanna, so excited. About, I want to talk like, about KD. that as well, and I also want to talk about the other topic that you've that, that you kind of pre-planned for this the the Lonzo Ball <laughs> that show because I unfortunately watched that this morning for a little while. So we'll we'll how dig into you, that. How too. Could What's you? wrong with y'all? Um, no, no. So first off, just getting into the structure of what actually the impact of Melo on OKC. I think it's like. Is it the next big three? Is it like, is it? It's Katie to the Warriors. Like, it impacted the league so dramatically. Now, contracts are going to be one and done or two years. And like, I'm going to go to the next thing to win a championship. And this is great for the league, crazy for loyalty and fan bases because you're going to be a wasteland. You're going to be OKC before OKC. And then you're going to be OKC with Katie, James Harden, you know. Um, Russell Westbrook and then now you're going to be a new version of that which is Russell Westbrook Paul George and Carmelo Anthony holy crap Mm -hmm. like that just happened overnight like low-key genius moves because Paul George could go to LA next year but with a mellow who's on an additional year contract may maybe signs a one yeah maybe signs a one year and maybe this is a two-year thing how insane is this because we were just talking about Golden State becoming a dynasty yeah. Like they have so many challengers like ready, you know, like Street yeah. Fighter style. Like let's let's get up. But like fight. What just happened to the Eastern Conference? What just happened? Was that a horse sound? Because that's probably appropriate if it was a horse um, sound. Excuse me, it was a dead horse sound. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's still breathing. He's still breathing. No, I mean, my thing is like for OKC, all of a sudden. They're in the conversation. They were already in the conversation with they adding PG. Were. And now, like, what we, I mean, for them, if they don't make top four seed, that's almost, you know, a failure, no, right? No, they, they have to make it. But it's still, I mean, how do you rank the top of the Western Conference? All right, let's go right now. Point? Let's that do was, it right now. That okay. was my Twitter question of the right day. Now. Okay, let's do it. Warriors won. Yes. That doesn't change. Warriors are one. I think we're in conflict right now. <laughs> no, like, I think, right after one. Oh, okay. okay. I, 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 okay. Yeah, I would be like, sure, you're on drugs sure. if you think. I think I know sure. what your okay. answer is. Warriors won. Okay, I think my answer two. is okay, see. Whoa. Okay, see, at two? Hey, that's not, that's not, I don't think that's entirely unfair. It's a good, it's not, how about it's not unreasonable. I don't agree with that. But put money down? What? You want to put money let's, down? Let's put money down right now. Just like, on OK. So you're, you're giving me the field versus OKC and you want to put money down? <laughs> I'm, that seems like a, not, <laughs> not a great deal for you. All right. I, See, I'm too nice. I jumped up the chance and um, your Spurs. And what are you? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I am fucking Spurs. Yeah, you're damn you're right. Spurs. The infrastructure. I'm, gonna, I'm going Houston at two. I, I knew that was going to happen. Here, and, then, and who's at three? Houston. That's how, that's how far the Spurs at three. Spurs, Spurs at three. Um, who was three? What was the what was the seeds last year? It was Golden State, OKC. I mean, sorry, no, Golden State, San Antonio. Was Houston the three seed last year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think they could probably be three seed again. Okay, that's so crazy. And I okay, see at four. Okay, see at four. Yeah. And then I have Spurs at four. That's so funny. And that's how and I think. What was at five? And what was it probably at five? I think Wolves could be five. They could I also think. be seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they can hit a three, so that's going to be an well, interesting. So we'll, we'll, de- we'll delve into the, all was, of the power, say, all of the RTP power rankings in our yeah, like, in, who's, in the who's coming in the, weeks. Who's here. in the bottom half of that thing though? Is it like is it Wolves, Portland, Denver, Denver, Clippers, Clippers, Memphis? 
Yeah, I guess those are the five. <laughs> yeah, I do feel it. The exaggeration of the hands is what everybody missed. Yeah. Everybody missed. It. That's <laughs> the, true. The Pelicans at eight is really nerve-wracking for just everybody involved here. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, my thing is it's still, like, we saw this with the inauguration. Of, I shouldn't say the inauguration. There was a team before. But we saw this with Miami. Yeah. It took them a while to gel. It's yeah. not going to gel overnight, especially with three dudes like that who need the yeah. ball. Like we think, like Melo's not going to like. There's again, there's one ball for these three dudes, and this is not Golden State where they have a pass first mentality. This is not. We're not swinging it across the, wing, the a, wings here. A, this a, is a, a, AP. A, AP just wrote me a text that, that just said Melo to OKC, LOL, and then responded with 150 field goal attempts per game oh, between sure. the three. I mean, I was just going to say like we need to change the name to Oklahoma City ISOs. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yes, that's number two, number five, number nine, that's all it. in top ISO shooting for this yeah. last year. That's all. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, another thing too Jay, is it's the okay, it's the OKC isotopes. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, they're going to take time to jail. They're not going to play defense, right? Houston, they still have most of their team together, right? Yeah. So adding Chris Paul to a team that was mostly already created, they're going to have an easier time adjusting to that than OKC will. So I think Houston's going to do better than OKC. Yeah. Now my thing is, San Antonio. You know, again, I just think the infrastructure is just too strong. And in the regular season, like again, this is just the the seedings, right? The regular Rudy season, Gay. yeah. So let's say let's say Lamarcus comes in pissed in the good way. <laughs> what? When has he come in pissed? Uh, in he did way. in that one year in Portland. That one year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good so, times. Good I mean, times. I'm interested. If everyone on the Spurs hits their ceiling, yeah, they're a two seed no matter what, right? I mean, uh, if we're just saying like Lamarcus play gives him twenty and ten, Kawhi is best player on both ends of the floor every night. Manu's healthy, doing Manu things. I'm just saying, like literally, best case scenario, are they a two seed? Best case scenario, they're a two seed. Well, just like could they get to a two seed in their best case scenario? Do you think if they played everybody's played their best? So yeah. now then the question just becomes, will but, everybody play their best? And yeah. that says probably not. So I'm factoring in like, hey, Ginobili's not giving a lot. Parker might not give him a lot, but I still think. The infrastructure is enough to get in there in the regular season, right? Yeah. Now, when it comes to playoff time, do I would I rather have the top three in OKC or San Antonio? That's a completely different question. That's oh like gosh. that's a completely different situation. Because oftentimes the infrastructure like prevails, but the prevails is in, in a in a regular season format, and stars kind of tend to shine in the moment of a closeout game of uh, two minutes or less. You know, four minute fourth Who quarter. Who does Kawhi guard on OKC? Who? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to... You, All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just spread his hands out wide. I was going to say, shark to puss. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, it's a crazy it's a crazy thought. I think OKC is going to be in great shape. They're, I mean, the biggest thing is it's going to be fun for their fans to watch, and that's what they need right now. Because yeah. once, once, once these three dudes are no longer there, I mean... Is OKC gonna just like move, move back to, to Seattle? LA? I was like, is, is is OKC gonna get moved back to Seattle? Is that what's gonna happen? Oh man! Oh, oh man! Yes. <laughs> Chime yeah. in on that. I, you know, I, I one, I would love that. Also, is there a certain point in which we just write off the entire Eastern Conference? It's <laughs> just oh, it instead happened. of the National Basketball League, it's the National Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right, so there, there's a new service that started up over the summer here. It's called Rep the Squad, and it's a, an ability to uh, rent jerseys. Oh, I thought so, we were like we were sponsored. Now? No, we're not. We're not sponsored. But I hey, ca- rep the squad. Cut us a check. Rep the squad. Well, Kemi is involved with this. Oh. Kemi, as part of the Vancast Studios Network, is involved with this company. Um, this company is really cool, though, and the ability to like potentially rent all these unique jerseys over the course of the season. So oh. I might be in on this. Cool. Renting just renting the big three from OKC as we get the season started. This and, is uh, is this like. Um, uh, 
you know, when like uh, game seven of the championship game, the uh, World Series or like um, when the Super Bowl or like the NBA finals, they have both hats printed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the losers like get like donated to some. Like, I, I don't thing. think it's like that. I okay. think it's just like regular jerseys. But oh, okay. but the, where I where I started my new job, they have like Blue Friday. But I'm not really a Seahawks fan, so I'm just gonna do the rep the squad thing and just rent jerseys all the time. You could just wear a bunch of Towns jerseys and fit right in. Um, <laughs> That's it. That would be. That's sweet. it. Why I have? Why haven't I been? And they'd be like, like I love Towns, and be like, damn right, you love Towns. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I love that new wide receiver. My question on the middle front, one last thing: You tell me Portland couldn't beat this deal? Like they were, they were like gunning for him hard, right? Like they were still like Dame and CJ were like sending him messages and like you know like being like, "Yo, come Wait. to Portland" and stuff like that. You tell me Portland couldn't have given him a better offer than OKC, and it would have been like the same size market. It would have been the same situation. So any deal is better than Enos Cantor in a second Thank round you. pick. Thank you. <laughs> so no, the answer is yes. Portland could have, but wait. Didn't Damian letter letter? Didn't Damian Lillard just write a letter? Write a Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> write a lizard. Write a lizard. <laughs> and side note that might that that's coming up later on the on the podcast. Damian Lillard writing a lizard. But um, uh, that's that's a new segment. Yeah. Okay. My point is, I don't know what my point is. Damian Lillard wrote a letter. About how he doesn't want to create a super team. He wants everything to be homegrown or, you know, he wants to create organic. A super but it was, it he was, wants to create a super rap. Come on. <laughs> we know that. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it, no, no. I mean, it was on the record. Him and CJ were like recruiting him yeah. to Portland earlier in the summer. And so my thing is just like, if you're mellow, would you rather be in Portland for a year or, you know, two years because he's probably going to take that option because he's going to make way more money than he would Smoke anywhere else. Every day. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Legalized week, play with Dame, CJ, and we Nurkic. Need, we need that clip in there. And get a salted straw at, 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 at after games, you know? I'm just saying, man, he's going to have voodoo donuts. We know Melo mm. loves to eat. He isn't coming. <laughs> you know, he's got to fill out that hoodie, you know what I'm saying? But Lola, is her name Lola? Or is that no. the restaurant in downtown? Lala. Lala. <laughs> Here's the thing. Lala's not leaving New York. She's oh, already said she wants staying. She's staying in New York. Divorce. Well, I mean, they were already talking about it, right? Yeah. Because that whole thing. So who well, knows if they're going to get divorced or not? But she's going to stay in New York regardless. He might, you know, if they can make Kardashian. It, not in Portland. He's not in Portland. It's okay, going to be dope In Portland, he's going to date the mom from Weeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hottest of hot takes from that from that Portland. Oh, and she's deal. hot. Nancy Botwin. That was the name on the that show. That was the sounds we were hearing Boom. earlier. Anyways, oh. I'm just a little bit pissed. I'm a, you know, being a Portland fan like I am. I, I just, I'm not. I'm not I'm pissed. As, a, as an OKC fan, I, I'm happy about this. Uh, I hate that you're now like you're a Timberwolves fan. Get the fuck out of here. You're a Bulls fan. Get sure. the fuck. Stay the fuck here. All right, sorry. <laughs> Both of you guys stay the fuck here because we're still recording. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm happy. On you're another, not an OKC. You're I, enjoying no, I, OKC's success because the Timberwolves have been so bad. That's what your actual. Statement. Yo, I'm a polyamorous. Okay. Sports fan. All right. <laughs> Sports monogamy is dead to me. Now you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna hear me like these people who are just like I just like LeBron man. I used to be a Miami fan. Now I'm a Cleveland fan. Fuck that. What it is is, you know, I got an Eastern Conference team, Western Conference team that I have legit ties to that I've been following for a long time, and so that's how that's how I feel about this it. Is the Red same, pill, black this, pill. This Thank is you. the same. This is the same as baseball for me. Like I don't like the National League. I don't like I don't like the National League. I don't like the Eastern Conference in the NBA. So I just have to Oh, the Twins are in the American League? 
Yes. Oh. So I've I've twins in the Yankees, and then I have the Timberwolves. Oh, and, so a team that does okay, well so and a team that's just like supporting the local scene. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we shots, should be repping shots, the links because they're shots, like shots. you know in the finals every year. We should be, but we're yeah, a man's trash. we're a man's podcast. Nah, that's not accurate. Mm-mm, Fuck that. Mm-mm. We're a, cut that. We're a woman's podcast. Nah, we are podcast. We are podcast. And that's it. We support great basketball, be cut it on the men's side or the women's side. Oh, you're being cut off right now. Do you not? Do you not see what's happening? <laughs> no. Uh, anyways, I love the women's. <laughs> Cut that shit. Cut this dude's mic off. Oh, my God. We had to turn his mic off at 40 oh, minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> Brutal. All right. So, okay. Here's my question. Yeah. Does your perspective on OKC's team change? Not not like this is not a conference question. This is just a this, different thing. If another Western Conference team had these three players, say, for example... <laughs> Portland or... Yeah, or anybody else. Do, do all of a sudden we think they're better or worse? Or even take it to the Eastern Conference, but put that Eastern Conference in the West. What I mean by that is like, if Boston had somehow ended up with these three players... Yeah. Or could, substitute Russell Westbrook for Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Like, all of a sudden, and they were... Let's say they were in the Western Conference. Does that change how we feel about the construction of this team? All right. So, I'm lost, actually. Because okay. so there's a lot of things there. Yeah, no, that's fair. So basically, what I'm saying so is, for me, it colors it the fact that it's an OKC... Right, okay. like how I feel about whether or not this is a good trade or not. Yeah. But I'm just like, hey, if we if this was any other any franchise other and they still played in the West, just like, will we still feel the same way we feel about it? I That's think the answer question. is yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think this would have changed anything. It All doesn't right. matter if it's an OKC or in Brooklyn or anything. Yeah. If it was in the Lakers, I would have felt a little bit different. If it was in like you know. Golden State now, like with all of yeah, all of a sudden they, they added Paul different. George. Like, all right, nip the butt and nip it at the butt, but like. Why even have a season, right? Just like give them the crown, or the ring, or the bling, or the White House trip. But um, hey, fuck that. We don't. No, no one, no one will take the White House trip. <laughs> <then. laughs> well, no one can because invitation withdrawn. Boom. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't even have the power to send out that the invitation. That was the funniest crap the, I've ever seen. That's the eighty-third game that never happened. <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck that dude. I, honestly, like. I'm so happy that this happened because yeah. Mello like is very dramatic in the sense that he built this idea of leaving Denver, which was going to be so great. It was going to be so great, and they went. He went to New York to establish something else, and he wanted a life after basketball establishment. And now yeah. he's like, "Wait, I still got something in the tank. I'm wearing a hoodie, and I'm good. And now I want this drama to be concluded." He's had a really weird roller coaster of a ride in New York. New York has not benefited from the fact that Melo was there because they didn't build anything around him. Mm-hmm. They got this new blood and like Melo's like, you know, thrown over New York was kind of like curbed for this like development of Perzingis. And really there was so much drama with the ownership, with the coaching, with the, you know, Paul, Phil Jackson and Charles Oakley crap. Like Melo was not it anymore. And honestly, they could have traded him years ago. For sure. And well, they should here's have. the thing. It, he, and they got Inez Cantor. He was the seeds of his own demise, though, right? Yeah. This no is, no yeah. matter what happens to Melo for the rest of his career, based on nothing he's done on the court, he will go into the Hall of Fame yeah. because they, like him going from Denver to New York in the way he did is now a textbook case for what every GM should not do. Yeah. Do not give up your entire team for yeah. a superstar. That's a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Don't ever do it. And so now at, that's like they teach that in GM 101 now. Yeah, right? Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, like a 10-year yeah. so A-Rod deal. For that, he's going to go down in the Hall of Fame. They're going to be like, uh, yes, he's entering today the class of 2022 for um, the dumbest trade of the decade, <laughs> uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, chapter one. Yeah, oh my God. Um. Yeah, I agree. And I think, well, 
I'm excited to see what Mello can do because Mello's been yes. an afterthought for a couple years. He's been seeing his banana boat friends actually doing things and yeah. being successful. And he's been kind of this injured all-star, we'll say. He's been this like sack of potatoes when and not anything else. And well, I'm excited to see what he can do, but he also has a whole ton of fucking help. And they don't have a whole lot of a, a bench. They are five deep now, I think. Mm-hmm. They Seriously. have um, Robertson, who can, Robertson who can't hit a three, and they have uh, Patterson zero. Patterson. Patterson's pat, dope. Pat pat. Pat pat. They have pat pat. Yeah, pat pat. To pat. To pat. And they also have Paul George. Pat. Paul George, Mello, Westbrook, Adams, Andre Robertson. That's a hell of a five. That's all they have. Except Robertson. Well, Robertson hasn't. Didn't even need the ball in his hands. I was just saying, somebody needs to play defense on that team. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting. Guys. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to hear all these storylines that are not Lonzo Ball. I'm, I'm excited to hear about all these other storylines that are not like the Warriors are crushing people and, um, you know, LeBron's hairline and shit like that. I'm yeah. excited for a new breed of Celtics brand, OKC, and how do they deal with things, Minnesota. Yep. Like, how do other Denver. How do these other teams kind of Philadelphia and Philadelphia is like a, this afterthought even and like yeah. I want to exceed them and I'm like league pass Milwaukee. always watching them Milwaukee to sign like Gerald Green and all these other players oh are like they're God. a team now they're going to be a dark horse team in the East no one's talking about them but they're going to be talked about hopefully and that's what's really exciting about this league this year is that last year was Cleveland and Golden State yeah this year feels like a whole different animal yeah no I've I've, I've I feel incredible about it. It's just yeah. that competition just spurs like, yeah. you know, the fan of me to just sit down and watch Seriously. all of those games. That's what I'm most excited about is that like all the, the mo- player movement and things like that. It just makes the league that much more exciting. I hate. I didn't think so at first. Yeah. I was really excited or really nervous and worried. But yeah, I'm sorry. Like yeah. I cut you off. But yeah, it makes for greater entertainment, but not necessarily better basketball, which is OK, though, because most teams don't play great basketball anyways. Like if we're just being real about it. But yeah. Um, so like I'm just glad we have player movement. Speaking of that, I mean, briefly, let's touch on Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do we feel about that? What's our What's our feeling now today? Not your gut reaction when it happened, but just like how do you feel now? I I feel like just with the environment in Boston, he's it just sounds like he's gelling there. He's feeling he's feeling that fan support. He's just I think he's feeling a rejuvenation for basketball. So it's just like it's like that type of mm-hmm. that type of emotion. It's it, it's just like kind of what I saw with with Westbrook almost when he. When he just like oh, yeah. when he had the team to himself, he's just like he wants to go to the next level, and now he's not behind. Now he he's not he behind LeBron, and he's got he's got the fan support, he's got the team support. It's just it'd be amazing, like what can happen. Yeah, uh, you know his whole history in the NBA has actually been tied to injuries and LeBron James, and so um, he can do it all he wants, but he's always been second fiddle to LeBron. But before LeBron came to Cleveland, he was the aftermath of LeBron leaving. And so this is him creating his own dyna- like his own legacy, really, on the league, his own foot st- like a footprint. But like he was, he's a phenomenal player, and I feel like he kind of forced Cleveland's hand a bit. Uh, in a good way, they got a massive package, and kind of almost like, um, you know, toyed with the strings of the deal of uh, Isaiah Thomas: is he healthy or not? To get an additional, you know, supplemental package. Um, so Cleveland made out like. They got the best routine return in the league for a Kyrie Irving, you know, yep, transition. It looks like I'm really excited for both teams, but it was kind of crazy that this is the top two teams in the East trading star yeah. players. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. It's like un- unprecedented, unprecedented, really. Unprecedented. 
Um, yeah, ultimately, I feel like, again, it's going to be very entertaining, and I'm excited to see what it is. I don't know if everyone knows it's going to be great basketball first. Yeah. Can Kyrie play D? The answer has always been no. He's, so if he can get to serviceable on D, I think it'll be interesting. Again, can he facilitate for his teammates? I think this is the best possible situation because Brad Stevens and the Celtics are all about buy-in. Yep. Like cultural buy-in, the yep. way we play basketball type situation, right? We have a brand of basketball that we play. If he doesn't buck that and he doesn't go against that, then I think they're going to be great. All of a sudden, he's going to be getting averaging eight assists a game, dishing to Gordon Hayward and right. to Al Horford running that pick and roll and stuff like that. Um, the thing, God, it's been so good. Huh? I think the Celtics, what's going to actually make or break them is their young dudes. I think whether or not yeah. the two number three picks Are they gonna get can show time? up. Yeah. Well, I think they're they're going to get playing. That's not, that's why they they felt okay getting rid of Crow, uh, Crowder, Crowder yeah. because they were like uh, Brown, Brown. You know, you can step up and fill the spot. And so if he can't do that, and uh, Tatum, Tatum, thank you. Yeah. Um, if they if they can't show up, that's going to make or break them, right? They they got their big three, right? So that's going to be set. To me, it's other pieces around that. You know, do, does anybody feel kind of like ooh, I, even Isaiah went? Am I the next on the on the block? Does that does that yeah. spur them to play better to want to stay around? Or does, huh, it, does it does it cause them to fall backwards and be like, I can't really get super invested because I'm just going to be, you know, Marcus no. Smart. I'm just going to be a trade piece tomorrow. So the, that's my thing is that to me, the Celtics, it's everything. It's about everything but the big three. I think Kyrie is going to show up and get us 21 points a game. I think Gordon Hayward's going to show up and, you know, sacrifice a little bit. So he's going to get his 19 to 20 a game. Al Horford's going to, you know, be the glue guy that does all this stuff. Do the, they also have Morris too? They have like a Marquis They did. Morris. They yeah. added Morris. Yeah. They look really set up. They do. I just feel like kind of torn. Because in a league where it was Cleveland and Golden State, they kind of like flipped it and they've included themselves in the conversation for a short term lease. Like they had um, Isaiah Thomas. How I don't know how they got him. I forgot the trade with Phoenix. Trade with Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. But um, they had a, a future set up, and they had a faults in their palm of their hands. They had the next first round pick probably in the palm of their hands. Zion Williamson or whoever the Michael Porter Jr. They could have started there. Yeah, but they chose to compete now, and I think I think that's the right move because I, I found that very interesting, yeah. polarizing to what I would have done if I were a GM, and I'm not a GM, mm-hmm. and uh, that's news to you guys. And then, um, you know, seeing <laughs> seeing a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum as the after effects of also getting a Kyrie Irving and uh, Morris and Al Horford and you know Isaiah Thomas at one point. Gordon Hayward, like, that's pretty amazing. That's a gamble right there, now right? and in kind of in the future. That's and they've they always buy in. Yeah, they've always been going on these two tracks at the same time. Um, I think, I think ultimately it was a good move. I think the Nets pick is not going to be as high as everyone thinks it is. Bulls are going to be worse than they are. Atlanta's going to be worse than they are. Oh, yeah. Phoenix is going to be at the bottom. Sacramento's going to be at the bottom. Like, there's going to be competition for who's the worst team in the league. Yeah, but they're going to they're going to you know. Clip that envelope in the end. You know, they're going to draw that envelope. And so that like, Cleveland can get yet another one, can get like the fourth number Patrick one pick Ewing. they've got in the yeah. past 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of assholes. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Is there any other, is there any big player movement or anything else we wanted well, to? I, I, we need to go to a lighter subject because Gabe huh. did bring up the, the Lonzo Ball um, reality. reality TV show. And Why? I, oh, just, why did I bring it up? Well, no, just why did I watch it? Oh, yeah, well, why did you watch why, it? Why Why did I watch it? It's, I don't know. This dude has not played a single minute in the NBA, and he's getting, like, all sorts of attention, and it's been kind of like this volatile, like, attempt at creating a brand without really seeing its success, you know, at all. Yeah. And, well, Lonzo Ball is going to be special. Hopefully, probably, we anticipate him to yeah. be special, but, like... sure. 
this is kind of going down the wrong path and it's going to be this weird hoopla of like a Kardashian in the NBA with like Harden and with Tristan Thompson with Dwight Howard. I don't even know who she all dated. Who they all dated. <laughs> you know, like uh, 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 D'Angelo Russell and a Kardashian, I think. Well, happened. I mean, but here's the thing. So, again, it's like the other thing, too. It just it it's adds more pressure, right? It's yeah. just more volatile. That's it. So, here's the thing. If he plays great and is on track to win Rookie of the Year, oh, none matters. of this matters. Yeah. But if he doesn't, there's just going to be more fuel on more the fire, fuel, right? Yeah. So, that's the thing. It's just like... Does you know is this can Lonzo Ball handle the pressure? And he yeah. seems like a pretty chill dude, he's, pretty he low key like guy. So that's the only reason like I think his dad can do all this. If he was sort of you know a little bit more sensitive, or he just wanted more of his own identity type thing, his dad wouldn't be able to do all this and have it be a no. success. But no. it looks like Lonzo no. is the type of dude to just sort of like chill, be on the back burner, just like let the game talk for himself and let his dad do all the talking. Yeah. And if that's the way it goes, yo, mm-hmm. ain't nothing wrong with having a hype man, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. So if he if he has the demeanor of someone like uh like KD when he got in the league, not KD now, yeah. then he's gonna be he's gonna be all right. But if he all of a sudden starts you know having internal conflict and stuff like that, you know what? It, tell me, is this show at least called Ball in the Family? No, it's called remember. like Ball or None or something. <sighs> oh, it's not good. Thank you know, it doesn't matter what the name is, but it <coughs> probably is Ball in the Family or Ball is Life in the Family with Family. <laughs> of balls. You used to ball me on my cell phone. <laughs> That's it. Drake is requesting royalties already. For yeah. Um. All right. So we we got to do a round of hot takes here before we uh before we end this episode. So about this real quick. Just before we hot take it up. Um. We've been kind of absent on the mic, you know. Yeah, but we're coming. We're coming back, and there's a couple weeks before the season. So we're you know I think we're gonna have to dig it. We're at least gonna have to dig into our favorite teams before this. Before we get started, as well as our annual prediction show. Oh, for sure. So. Annual. Because <laughs> it's Boom. year two. <laughs> hey, it is annual, man. Yeah. It's it's our annual prediction show. And it, it may be three hours. Weekend with the Hoopers. How about this? Just, just real clear. We're going to have a prediction show. We're going to put money on these predictions. Yes. Yeah. And yes. we will follow up on yes. them yes. so that everyone can get can the follow, shit they deserve. By, the, the, by the way, and you guys may not even be aware of this, but I did purchase Riding the Pine. Riding the Pine is now a website that I own. Ooh, go to, that, go that, to it, that, folks. It, it is not uh, up yet, but it oh, will be. Don't go to it, it yet. It will be up. It will be up. It We're will, hyping something that will happen. We will. We Yes. We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be up, and we're going to post. We're going to post our predictions. I'm going to post my daily... Uh, my daily predictions on that, and hopefully we can uh, do some of our favorite live tweets from some of our games. We'll yeah, be, I love it. We'll be up there. So. And insane dunks, of course. Of course. What I was going to say, though, is that you don't, this is what I was saving for this moment before we end. Let's you know, I, go. I've been kind of, you know, not podcasting, not doing, but doing other things, being really busy with my life. Being a normal human being. Continue. Yeah. Uh, I have this board game group that I've been running, and, well, nice. we're, we, we're still meeting uh, all the time, but we have decided... A small crew and I have decided to design a board game. Whoa. It's a what? card game. That's awesome. And it features, currently features, NBA players. Yes. Riding lizards. Flex, bomb drop. Boom. I'm here. Funk flex. <laughs> I just play Trust the Process. <laughs> Remove your creatures, which is Lonzo Ball and Markeith Morris, and replace them with Potential. If potential successfully attacks you and deals damage, they get plus one, plus one. My favorite card is Dame Li- Dame Lillard riding a lizard crossing a river. <laughs> and the the text is, say that five times fast. Yeah, exactly. If you can say this five times fast, um, you win the game. Yeah. This is serious, by the way. 
But real talk, real, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, hot takes. Yeah. Who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Since mine not really. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hot take. There will be at least one NBA player this year oh. that will start doing the Kaepernick take a knee oh. protesting police brutality before a game. Boom. Wow. Wow. He steps in, goes on the fast break. Absolutely incredible. Wow. I like it because there's oh. a lot of places for that to happen because we have a we don't have a seventh inning stretch. No, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Never have had a seventh inning stretch. Wow. Seven minute stretch? You know, like they have the take me out to the ball game in yeah, yeah, baseball. Yeah. You can't take a knee to that. I mean, you could. I'm not sure it'd be as, as effective of a protest, but um, we're talking about the anthem. Anthem. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And now I, you know, I think it's. I forgot about. That. I think you know maybe it doesn't happen because everybody's being outspoken about these other things in other ways. But I think there will be a player that you know it's going to be so big in the NFL that somebody's going to show solidarity and do it in the NBA. You know, I love it because that's already been happening in the NBA, anyways. With like exactly. The, all, yeah. They've been much more. Brutality. I mean, you don't want to give too much credit to any corporation, but the individual players have been more politically outspoken than NFL yeah. players for lots of reasons that are not the NFL players' fault yeah. um, entirely, but I just think it's going to go next level this season. All right, cool. Gay, what's your... Um, I think the All-Star game, I don't know where it's happening. Probably NOLA again, because what the, what the hell? Oh, no, it's actually in Charlotte. I was going to say, they actually did Charlotte. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Um, has no meaning on this, but I think the All-Star game is going to cancel the dunk contest. Mm. All-Star Week Whoa. is canceling the dunk contest mm. and replacing it with the Northwest Division brawl. <laughs> wow. The Northwest Division brawl. And that's why, that's when, that's and where Damian Lillard gets his invite. Uh, <laughs> is that like is that like the F1 Grand Prix in fighting or in kickboxing where it's just like anyone in any weight class can go against anybody else and you just have one winner at the end? It's going to be the yeah. same thing. It's going to be a one-on-one tournament. <laughs> like any player can enter from the Northwest division and they all just play one-on-one until somebody wins yeah. who do you take in that contest who's oh. if you have one player to play one-on-one against any other or you know they'll go through the whole tournament right yeah. you have so many options now yeah who who are you guys taking you take the rap lizard uh it's a good it's a great question Maybe. you take the i want to hear that i mean it'd be tough i kind of it'd be I'm tough so to biased. go against westbrook yeah. wouldn't it be it's taking jimmy so butler i'm taking jimmy butler okay jimmy butler hardinio Ooh, that's Hardino. a great. Wait, he's not in the Northwest North Division. Division. Okay. <laughs> so like Portland, OKC, Minnesota, Utah, Denver. What a con- what a division! Divisions are back. Yeah, man. Why are they back? Everybody says I, it's Westbrook. It's what I, I got. Go it's hard to go. Yeah. Against, I, I got to go. Westbrook. I was wondering why. It's hard to go. I don't know. Westbrook. I don't know. so long. I, I but know. did I mean? <laughs> I'm surprised also that nobody's taking Hoodie Mello in that one-on-one tournament. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, we only had three people here. That's why. But um. Jimmy Butler, because I'm a Wolves diehard. I bleed blue. You bleed neon green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Jimmy Butler is a good choice. Um, but yeah, I got to wrap. I got to wrap my man. Dame. I'm Dime. taking Dame. Dime. All right. Nobody's stopping him. Like he's going to shoot from 30 feet and He's nail got it. the Oakland tree yeah. on his chest. And that's a that's a that's you a can't jersey that. for Oakland now yeah. for the Golden State Warriors. You can't stop us now. Yeah. Here's my hot take that the. Um, that the NBA is going to have a massive hiring spree um, for people trying to uh, source brand new hoodie, like hoodie mellow jerseys. Oh, uh, yeah. Cottage for, industry. Yes, it's it's gonna it's gonna just 
it's going to be combined with the male romper to mm. establish a whole, a whole new generation uh, of fitness wear. <laughs> the Hood, ass flap. Hoodie romper mellow. <laughs> Fam. Somebody needs to get, we need to get an Instagram account yeah. with hoodie romper mellow. Do you know a dude in the cotton industry? <laughs> we can go him. I don't know. We're in Cut Seattle. That out. Like, Cut that out. No, I, I wanted to keep that. that. Like That's a question I thought I'd never be asked. Okay, like, edit, editor, editor, you can make the choice. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, man. I think I think that's it for today. So, hey, this is fun. We're we're, we're back. We're back with riding the pine, and we'll be uh, back every uh, single week. Dissect, unless we're not. Di- well, unless we're not. Di- well, but dissect. Dylon, hot Dylon. Another one. Dylon, hot Dylon. Another one. Dylon, hot Dylon. <laughs> we'll just go out of that. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Riding the Pine! Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Do not tap the glass. Break glass in case of podcast emergency. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.